It's Friday, July the 10th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, Trump's Supreme Court rulings and Australia's writ with China. First, the world in brief. America's Supreme Court ruled that a New York state prosecutor is entitled to see President Donald Trump's private tax and financial records. However, the court also ruled that Congress is not, for now at least. Mr Trump railed on Twitter, but the rulings may be a political victory. The public might not get a peek of the documents before November's presidential election, because the court sent both cases to lower courts for further review. Australia suspended its extradition treaty with Hong Kong and advised Australians against travelling there. It will also extend the right of stay for many Hong Kongers in the country. This was done in response to a new national security law the Chinese government has imposed on the territory, which includes provision to try complex crimes in mainland courts. China fumed. Meanwhile, America introduced financial sanctions against Chinese officials suspected of human rights abuses of China's Muslim citizens in Xinjiang. The government stands accused of locking up more than 1 million ethnic Uyghurs in detention camps on obscure or arbitrary grounds. China calls them vocational training centres. Chen Zhuangguo, the Communist Party secretary for Xinjiang, becomes the most senior official on America's sanctions list. The mayor of Seoul, Park Won-soon, was found dead in a wooded area of the city hours after going missing. He had been accused of sexual harassment by a female staffer earlier on Thursday, and his daughter raised the alarm after he left her a message and disappeared. He was the first mayor of South Korea's capital to win a third term, and considered a presidential hopeful. Japan will not declare another state of emergency, even though the country has registered hundreds of new COVID-19 cases in recent days. The government imposed a national state of emergency in April and ended it in late May. It insists this time is different because many of the reported infections are in people below the age of 30. German exports jumped by 9% in May, new figures showed. The increase, however, was lower than that expected by a panel of economists polled by Reuters. Germany's economy is highly dependent on exports, particularly of high-tech manufactured goods. As foreign markets stumble and reel through the pandemic, the government is trying to stimulate domestic demand. And two of Britain's biggest retailers announced substantial job losses just a day after the government unveiled measures to protect employment. Boots, a pharmacy chain, said 4,000 positions will go as it closes an undisclosed number of stores. John Lewis will close eight shops, possibly affecting 1,300 people. Both were struggling with competition from online retailers before the pandemic. And now, here's today's agenda. Still secret, for now. Trump's taxes. The Supreme Court issued a Solomonic pair of rulings yesterday on the extent to which presidents may keep personal information private. By a 7-2 majority, the court ruled that congressional Democrats cannot immediately subpoena years of financial records from Donald Trump to craft stronger money laundering laws and to protect elections from foreign interference. These subpoenas need another look from lower courts the justices held to decide whether they respect the separation of powers and the unique position of the president. But by another 7-2 vote, the court dealt Mr Trump a defeat in his quest to keep these records out of the hands of Cyrus Vance, a New York prosecutor. A grand jury may soon see documents related to allegations, among others, that Mr Trump paid hush money to paramours in the run-up to the 2016 election. But for now, and probably until after this year's election, the public will remain in the dark. Open or closed? Poland's presidential election. 
Polls go to the polls on Sunday to elect their president in a runoff election. The role is mostly ceremonial, but brings the important power of veto over parliamentary legislation. Voters will choose between Andrzej Duda, the incumbent who is backed by the ruling right-wing Law and Justice Party, and Rafał Czarskowski, Warsaw's Liberal Mayor. Both are 48 and served as members of the European Parliament. Politically, they are on opposite sides of the conflict between the Law and Justice Party and its centrist opponents, which has long dominated Polish politics. Mr Duda has rallied socially conservative voters with homophobic rhetoric and his championing of a traditional Catholic vision of the family. In contrast, Mr Czarskowski has run on a platform of openness, calling for a Poland where an open hand wins against a clenched fist. Opinion polls put them neck and neck. A win for Mr Czarskowski will show the limits of the Law and Justice Party's populism. Too many beers. COVID-19 in Israel. The country has lost control of the pandemic, a government advisor warned last week after a drastic rise in daily confirmed infections. This week, the head of the public health services resigned, saying in a letter that the entire country is burning. Yet until recently, Israel had been hailed as a rare success story in confronting COVID-19. By closing its borders and locking down early, the country had reduced the number of daily infections by mid-May to only five. The Prime Minister, Benjamin Netanyahu, then relaxed the lockdown and urged Israelis to go out for a beer and have fun. That seems to have been premature. Without a coherent exit strategy or an efficient contact tracing system, by July 7th the daily rate was up to 1,437. But the government is still reluctant to renew the lockdown, making do instead with restrictions on public gatherings and fines for those not wearing masks in the street. A bitter legacy. The Srebrenica massacre. Tomorrow, Bosnians commemorate the 25th anniversary of the Srebrenica genocide, in which some 8,000 men and boys were murdered. They were killed in the wake of the fall of the Bosniak, Bosnian Muslim enclave, one of the final acts of the Bosnian War. Prince Charles and Mike Pompeo, the American Secretary of State, are among dozens of foreign leaders and dignitaries who have sent messages. One of those who participated in the murders testified in court that Radovan Karagic, the now-convicted Bosnian Serb leader, told him those people there must be killed. Despite mountains of evidence, the legacy of Srebrenica is divisive. Many Serbs deny what happened or think the story is exaggerated. Bosniaks say Srebrenica is a symbol of why they must always be strong and prepared for war. Across the Balkans, reconciliation is in short supply. Every group believes that it was the biggest victim of the wars. Oh, the suspense. Singapore's election. Singaporeans head to the polls today. The result of the vote is not in doubt. The People's Action Party will win a stonking majority, as it has at every election since 1959. Even so, public dissatisfaction has bubbled up during the nine-day campaign. Singaporeans are worried about immigration, the cost of living, COVID-19 and the economy, which is expected to contract by up to 7% this year owing to the pandemic and they worry about the PAP's latest crop of leaders, who they suspect might not be up to the challenge of shepherding Singapore through a global crisis. Opposition parties are trying to turn these worries to their advantage, but the government redraws the electoral map to the PAP's advantage before every election. In any case, the pandemic may well push fearful Singaporeans to vote for a safe pair of hands. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Nikola Tesla who was born on this day in 1856. Our virtues and our failings are inseparable, like force and matter. When they separate, man is no more. 
That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.